I'm getting a lot of compliments on uh, my beard as it gets fuller. Um, and it came in just in time for the holidays. So when people ask me like, hey, hey, how about that beard? What's going on with the beard? Look at the beard. I just tell them I'm preparing to do some uh, channel swimming around, uh, you know, the Channel Islands down by Santa Barbara. Uh, and this will protect me from the jellyfish. And lo and behold, but it is December. Finally, the last holiday, the last month of the year, the last round of holidays, the last hurrah, the last go round, the last of a dozen. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, but as usual, you know, the way things work out is that things tend, things tend to be slow, uh, in all walks of life, work, uh, your social existence, your, uh, day to day until, until the holiday, until the day of the holiday. And then fucking all hell breaks loose, right? Like evidently like Thanksgiving was busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest for everybody. Uh, I was busy, but uh, I cut it off early, and uh, to venture on forth to see the uh, to see pops and uh, and all that nonsense. But uh, this morning, so I was walking through the middle of Old Town Roseville, and uh, they're setting up some kind of Christmas exhibition. So they already raised the tree. They did that last, was it last week or the week, a week before, maybe a week before. And um, they, mm, they decorated it, so they must have already had, and then the lights are on it, so they must have already had, I assume they've already had the lighting ceremony. I don't know. Uh, and now, as I walk, as I ventured through this morning, they're built they're putting some kind of strange Christmas village in the middle of the city square there and and all I can think of is one thing and that's Christmas party. Yeah, you heard me. Christmas party. <laughs> well, why why uh what inspired you to think that? What what made you go down that avenue, Johnny Boy? Well, first of all, it's none of your damn business, but second of all, um, the square is actually the, te it's kind of like city, it's kind of like, I believe city hall is in this town square. And then across the street is, uh, the county offices and, uh, on, on one section is like the utility office to pay utilities. Then you got the post office next door to that. Then adjacent to that is, uh, more county offices it's just you know a bunch of bean counting bureaucratic bozos but they've got to look down on this thing and just think like oh wow wouldn't it be great to go down there wouldn't it be great but you know being confined to you know hall you know like a, a cubicle and and a kind of trapped into this awful kind of mind-numbing 
job, anything, anything kind of linked to government bureaucracy, whether it's local on the local level, regional or the state level, particularly the state level, state department type stuff, you know, state working like fucking, ugh, like how, how in, uh, inconsequential would you, would your life end up being if you're just some kind of cog in a wheel like that putting a putting in time for like you know initiatives to like to like legislate a a special freeway so that frogs can pass underneath highway 80 from one side of the city of Davis to the other so that they they don't get run over you know something nonsensical like that something pointless and your job is to uh kind of rally the um, uh, the initiative so to speak or some some godforsaken pointless activity that you know nobody'll remember in 15 days and uh sorry if you work for the state i mean it just fucking like like there can't be a, a phrase or a sentence that dries up women's vaginas faster than I work for the state, you know, or some, you know, just fucking, you know, cold water. It's, it's a cold shower. It's like, it's a virtual cold shower. It's speaking of cold showers though. Well, so, so my lady came to her senses and, um, we had a, a week long hiatus and uh, she took me. It, it ended up our, our hiatus. L- literally ended on. Uh, what, uh, well, just prior to our eleventh year anniversary, and of course, I was so discombobulated and so. Uh, I don't know. I was do- I was out. I was gone. I was out of there. I was done. You know. I was like, "Smell you later." seeing the funny papers bye but she she stepped she stepped up she um so well let's just say okay so she took me so she took me out for dinner she took me out for dinner for our anniversary we went to the cheesecake factory which makes her better than me already because it was easily a couple hundred dollar tab plus tip and she needed brakes for her car, you know, and usually like it's kind of a role reversal in those situations. Like women are trying to hustle a dude f- to get money for brakes for their car or some shit. Right. But now she stepped up. She well, we were going to originally go to this Brazilian steakhouse, but I just was I was in a funk, man. Like I was like I've been put through the spin cycle. Like, let's be honest. Like I was it, I, I got I, I went through the rapids. I went through the class five rapids this the week of and uh I was battered and bruised, you know? So, um, so yeah, so she, uh, that was a, uh, the, fu- it was a Mon, yeah, Monday night. No, excuse me, sorry. No, it was Sunday night. Cause Saturday we, we reconciled Sunday. Let me, Sunday was our, was it? Yeah, it had to have been. Cause Monday, yeah, the 27th was our anniversary. So, 
So we went out Sunday night. We were going to go to a Brazilian steakhouse, but I just wasn't like, I, I wanted to like have all my cognition, my cognitive uh, cylinders on, 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 on alert. I wanted to be, I wanted to be firing on all cylinders, so to speak, because I wanted to take in that whole experience. And I just wasn't, I, I, I like I say, I just wasn't, you know, like, like the war was over and I was, you know, an MP or a GI or one of those initialized acronyms, right? Just kind of shell-shocked. But Sunday took me out of this kind of uh, malaise that I was, this kind of fog that I was in. So we had, uh, I had voiced that I'd, you know, I'd made, I'd actually even made the reservations for the Brazilian steakhouse. Like, I really, like, I'm down with this. Like, I'm down with this, the movement. I just wanted to see what it was all about. It's kind of our, our, you know, our uh, Americanized, homogenized, bland, bland version of our, our take, the American take on Brazilian steakhouses, right? Based on the gauchos of Argentina, you know, which is where that all it it like well, they call it Brazilian steakhouse, but it's really a lot of that comes from. Um, if I had to venture forth a guess, it comes f- really from one particular guy, Francis Malman, who's uh, Argentinian, I believe, and he's this world-renowned chef. He's got restaurants all over the world. He kind of cut his chops in uh, France uh, as a culinary chef, artist, thing, person, mystery man, renaissance man. And, uh, but his thing, his whole thing is fire. Like he wrote this book on cooking with fire. It's like the Bible of the, of the, the industry. So anything to do with Brazilian steak or steak over fire or outdoor fire, outdoor cooking or cooking in just the raw elements I believe probably all originates with him, Francis Smallman. I mean, he's a legend. Everybody. I mean, if you know, if you're into like cooking, you know who Francis Smallman is. Like, he's a trip too, man. He he lives in this real remote part of Patagonia, in the southern tip of South America, and he's got like a little island. It takes like something crazy. Like, once you get into the area of Argentina that he lives in, you got to drive, I think it's like six hours over a gravel and dirt road. And then you got to take a boat or a plane or a boat plane. And then you end up on his island where he's, he just, he's got this kind of ragtag group of these interns, these kind of skinny Argentinians and who knows, some French, some Italians, I don't know, who just kind of wander around with him in a posse and they they do a lot of outdoor cooking, so they set up these crazy, uh, these really ornate structures to kind of pin and and pull their flayed uh, fish. And uh, he does, he does a lot of fishing. He does a lot of cooking. Uh, like in old native ways, like he, uh, he did this, I saw him do this one thing where he, he, um, he basically had this fish that he wrapped in foil with slices of, uh, like lemon and then 
wrapped it up tight and then packed it in like clay and then buried the clay. And then, so the lemon juices are what cooked the, the uh, I believe it was salmon. And it's kind of an underground cooking technique uh, that the clay holds in the, like there's nowhere for the acidic heat to go. So it's trapped in this, fish just comes out like fucking amazing you know but uh but that's where all that shit comes from and then we and then we dumb it down to what we call brazilian steakhouses but i still wanted to check it out but we ended up going to the cheesecake factory (laughs) so there you go and i had me a couple of basil hayden's felt it appropriate felt i needed it and i had the gumbo and then my lady had um, she had the uh, filet mignon i believe which was amazing like like the the food the ex food and drinks uh, editor for the New York Times, uh, this guy Jeff Gordonero I talk about periodically. He uh, fuck he couldn't talk enough about like he's like Cheesecake Factory is like the one place that has like the most like wildest weirdest menu like it's a little bit of everything. There's like burgers, steaks, gumbo, uh, seafood. Uh, but it's all, you know, even even though it's quite disparate in its uh, trajectory, everything's done well. Somehow it's all done well, and it's a chain. It's weird. It's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like Applebee's got got uh, got Michelin rated. You know, it's like a Michelin rated Applebee's, right? <laughs> so so there you go, right? Right, right, right. So let me tell you, bravas, bravas, bravas and sisters, after a couple of doubles, a couple of Basil Hayden doubles, and some filet mignon, and then uh, some gumbo, mother, scratcher, look out. Look out, you mother scratchers. I was... um, I was getting up on my soapbox. I was talking. I was animated. I was talking about how it's good to have somebody this time of year. You know, first world, it's first world problems that I'm dealing with, right? First world problems, like suffering through a an amazing meal with an amazing person, having some really good booze, and to top it off, uh, a whole cheesecake. I, had, I, I decided to order a whole cheesecake. Well, half traditional and then half tiramisu. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my lo- Oh, my goodness. This motherfucker. Oh, God. So good. The fucking mascarpone, the lady fingers, all that put it all together and the tiramisu style a little bit of chocolate a little bit but but infused into a cheesecake holy fuck first world problems and um so it was like it was a it was a nice kind of prelude to the the season the holiday season here here it is officially december 1st and uh you know those dark nights you know the Leaves are on the ground. We're going to have a little bit of weather come in. We've got a weather system coming through. Some rain coming down. We're going to have some 
hundred percent ring. That's gonna, you know, it's gonna be like a cow pissing on a flat rock here, but it's gonna take all the leaves off, and then it's gonna, it's gonna catapult us into the December season here. It's gonna get that dark, gloomy, late night kind of. You need to have somebody with you, kind of season, you know, and and that's kind of what we hashed out, you know, it's, um, you know, we're, we're, we're truly opposites, her and I, and in every aspect of the word, in every variety, in every chromosome, every hormone, every, every belief system, every faith, every religion, every take on this, that, or the other, every ideology, every, (laughs) every, you know, our upbringing, our background, our you know, geographic origins, everything. Well, actually, no, we got similar, like, I was, she's, well, she's, uh, she was born in San Jose, but she was raised in um, the Central Valley in uh, basically Chowchilla, but El Nido, which is, don't even ask, don't even worry about it. But I was, myself, I was born more in, like, um, Chowchilla North up in uh, Yuba City, just a horrible, horrible, horrible. It's like where Chowchilla goes to vacation, you know, in, in like the shitty, in like the, you know, in like the real bad stretches summer, like they go up there to kind of, you know, ostracize everyone and spit on people's windshields and things like that. But, um, but that's about our only similarity and, but it's, it's a beginning. And if you got something, it's, it's, it's something, it's a beginning, it's a spark, it's an ember. And then you, 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 you add a little oxygen, you add a little life, you add a little energy to that, man. And that's, that's when you, you hang on to what you got, right? I mean, it's not like you're, you're, it's not a matter of settling. It's a matter of getting the most you can with what you have, right? I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting on, I'm I'm going on a tangent and I don't need to go down. But so that was, that was a Sunday night, the following Monday, um, it got wild, man. It got a little, it got a little out of hand. It was cause, um, I had, I had, uh, you know, communicated through the beginning of Monday. It was like, uh, basically getting back in step with things, getting dialed her and I both getting dialed get back in our groove but it was also like I had communicated to her like oh god you know because usually we we do something pretty pretty wild pretty we're you know we like adventure you know it's it's um well I had communicated that even though dinner was amazing it was it wasn't it wasn't per it wasn't perfect and i i said well look at this in my email i i was given a coupon by priceline cuz priceline's my homie even though i've had to yell at him sometimes for various reasons but they hooked me up with like discounts here and there and i said uh, to add in i so i saw this in my email and i i texted her i said to add insult to injury i got a 20% uh, 20% off hotel coupon. And she's like, let's go. I'm like, oh, gee, oh, gee. Because you know what that means. And if you're uh, related to me in any way, this is a good time to shut off the podcast. But let me just explain to you. Let me just explain to you what, what happens. 
Um, so, okay. So again, if you're related to me, hopefully you've already shut the podcast. You've changed the station, turned the podcast off, you know, jam, you jammed a sewing needle in your eardrum or anything. But uh, basically what happens with me, uh, conjugal visits with me are kind of like a Stanley Kubrick film. It kind of like you want, you want them to happen more often when they were happening, you know, but when they do, when they happen, it's quite an undertaking. Like it's a, you know, you're left kind of scratching your head and wondering what just happened. Um, you're a little sore. Um, there's a lot of props, a lot of strange lighting. There's usually some kind of historical setting, some kind of costume garb, some kind of theme. Uh, there's live parrots and eventually a little therapy. And so that's kind of what played out. And uh, we we grabbed a room uh, in town. And uh, and but but what was really cool? What I well, you know, once the dust settled after, you know, we <laughs> like <laughs> like. So the place we got, okay, this is a simple little place, and but it was across the street from uh, from Trader Joe's, so we made it like a anniversary anniversary dinner part two, okay. So we stopped off Trader Joe's, and uh, Jesus, um, we stocked up on some stuff. I got a chicken burrito bowl. <laughs> See, because this is the other thing. It's like uh, it's like an athletic event, right? It's like an Olympiad. So you've got to re you got to kind of restock. You got to kind of build up your reserves again when you're done. So, so that particular evening, after everything was kind of said and done, we did. Um, well, I ended up indulging in a a, a chicken burrito bowl, uh, a black bean and corn quesadilla, Southwest style, some orange chicken. Uh, cheese and chili tamales uh, and some mushroom risotto. Yeah. Oh, and a little bit of trail mix. But uh, I'd already... <laughs> and this is already kind of after forging my way through, uh, you know, 25% of a monster cheesecake, right? So, but, but we settled in that evening and... Uh, <laughs> Lo and behold, as, as luck would have it, they were running a office Christmas party movie marathon, back-to-back showings. Which this is one of those movies. It's kind of like Fight Club, right? Where it's like it probably didn't do it didn't do that. I don't think it did that well originally, but it's now it's settled in as kind of like this cult classic type thing. Like it's kind of a, it's got its own little following, and it's going to be a mainstay every year. So. So they're running this back-to-back office Christmas party. This is the one. This is the one with T.J. Miller and uh, Jason Bateman and Olivia Munn. And uh, of course, I've always said like you're not allowed to be ugly if you're named Olivia, right? Like it's it's like I think it's a misdemeanor if you do that if you're ugly and you're named Olivia. But but T.J. Miller kind of that guy. I, he you know he carries that that movie quite a. He he lugs a lot of the weight of that movie, and 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 I. It's something about that. Like he just he cracks me the fuck up, and I don't, I don't understand why. But 
He's kind. Of, he kind of, and he kind of looks like Matthew Stafford, the quarterback for the Rams. But he also kind of looks like Matthew Sweet, you know, the the musician. I don't know what it is about those. They all look kind of like the same. I think they're all the same guy. And, but that movie is fucking hilarious. But it makes me think. Of course, if you've seen it, you understand. You get it. You know, it's just it's off the rails. It's just too much. It's but it's the the ultimate prototype kind of for a, a, a successful Christmas party. Um, well, now, of course, success of a, a successful would be a subjective term. Because um, if you've seen the movie, like, you, I, maybe you wouldn't call that a success, the way they had kind of decimated that office building. But but I thought it was phenomenally successful. And because it, it makes me, it, again, it's that whole Christmas office party aspect of thing, that raw, that raw energy, that that just you it's the end of the year it's fucking dark out it's cold you've been pent up in this cubicle you fucking hate your fucking life and you're fucking ready to put your head through your monitor you know and it's a flat screen monitor and you're sick of the fat bitch walking around going oh somebody's got to catch you the monitors fuck all that you know when it's christmas party time it's go time and this movie was representative of ever, of any everything and all things that are good and bad, but mostly bad, but mostly good for Christmas parties. And I can only hold up my own kind of comparisons when I used like when I was in the car business cuz I think that was kind of the closest thing I'd ever been to like a mm, like working under a roof, so to speak, I guess in a in a non-labor sense, you know, cause I, you know, I mean, I built houses for, for years. I did cabinets for years. Um, but when I got in the car business, it's like, yeah, man, like, uh, now it's kind of like, you kind of pretend to be like a normal human being, you know, you got to button up, you got a tie, you got slacks, you got sh- whatever. So you, uh, face value, it looks on the up and up. Right, but until until well, I mean, it's like it's like look, it's like peeking in the peeking into the kitchen of say like the cheesecake factory. You probably shouldn't do that. You don't. So to peek in behind the scenes of say a car dealership, particularly one on the brink of a, or in the midst of, or in the throes of the beginnings of a uh, like a Christmas party, don't do it because. These guys, well, if I can, I get, I guess a good example, the perfect evolution of what I experienced was when I first started back in 09, um, there was a couple of, couple of, couple of mm, systems that were working against each other. One, we were coming out of the great recession. Okay. So all the, the banks fucked everybody up. And everybody walked away from their homes. Nobody had any money. Nobody could borrow money. So the, you know, the business was slow and, uh, like, really slow. So there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of, um, I don't know. There wasn't a lot of mm, goodwill put towards endeavors like a Christmas party. Like, for what? Like, it was kind of like, the tone wasn't there. And I get it. Uh, also, these are car salesmen. 
these are degenerates. These guys shouldn't be around anything in the form of a party, Christmas party, bar mitzvah, Hanukkah, Passover, uh, Groundhog Day, anything that celebrates anything because these guys are degenerates, right? So I think there was two, there was like, it's like when two oceans meet. It's like when, um, yeah, it's like when the Indian Ocean kind of meets the, the Atlantic Ocean. There's kind of a divide there somewhere. Like, and I, one ideology is crashing into the other. There's no money for the party and you guys are a bunch of dirtbags. So fuck, fuck right off. But that was 09. Oh, and then 10 was, I think we did, God, drawing a blank. I think maybe there was a mm, gift exchange. I don't know. 10, 2010 was a real blur. That was the year I lived with Larry Turner, who was actually a pimp and um, was running um, kind of a prostitution ring through the house we lived in. So I was I was preoccupied with other things. But 2011 now, that was the breakout year for Christmas parties. So when you talk about office Christmas parties, this was like the beginning of the end of the beginning for uh, Central Valley Automotive, right? In the Central Valley. We were allowed out in public. We were allowed to, you know, we were allowed, like they took those shot collars off that you're, you know, you're only allowed to go so far proximity out off the property. They took those off us. And we were allowed to go to, the, we went to this, uh, and this was the year I met my lady. This was 11 years ago, this uh, November. And so f- we had only been together for a few weeks, uh, a couple weeks, two, three weeks. I think the Christmas party must have been probably mid-December. Um, and they had it over this place called Crocodiles. Uh, it was mine and my lady's. It was, a, it was this crazy dance place. It was a weird, it's a big, big club, but it's like, but it's kind of like where all the real whack jobs go. Like, it's not, you know, a club in the sense of a club, like, you know, where like legitimate people, you know, club dirt bags go. This is like for the real defects, like the real fucking, you know, kind of whack jobs right case in point like there's this there's one guy's a mainstay there like so it's a it's it's just a big uh, it's designed entirely around it's got a big dance floor there's a bar of course uh they just play like retro kind of dj music kind of sampled one feeds into the other it's kind of like you got some you know you're going you're going from like another one bites the dust to like fucking you know, a dance version of, or, you know, talking heads or something. And it's cool. It's like, it kind of rounds up. It kind of gives life to several generations of, you know, old and young, not too young, but not too old either. But there's a, there's this one guy there, man. He was like doing some kind of like Egyptian. He's a mainstay too. He's like doing one of those kind of like like he looked like a hieroglyphic, like the way he danced and moved around, kind of like one of those Charlie Brown Peanuts characters in the Christmas play when they're warming up and they're on stage and they're doing all the dancing. But this guy just goes all night and he's kind of he's 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 like in his groove. He's like in the zone and he's in the zone all night. Like if you get in his sphere, like if you get in his area code, his zip code there, fuck, he doesn't even know you're there. Like you can try. 
I don't know why you would, but he's one of those guys. He's got like a, it's kind of like a like a shitty Hawaiian shirt on, you know, kind of that Hawaiian style shirt. Although it's not a Hawaiian shirt, it's got like you know, it's got like silver looking knives or something on. It's a weird fucking thing, you know. It's a short sleeve button up in a Hawaiian style. Why do guys, particularly old white guys, think like Hawaiian shirts are clever? Because they're not. They're stupid. I mean, is this to indicate that you're, you know, that you're a, you're a handful, you're a wild one, you're unpredictable, you got that Hawaiian shirt on, said nobody. But this guy, he always had like, it seems like he always had like white parachute pants or white uh, khakis of some sort or dockers and then like a fucked up shitty all kind of Hawaiian shirt. And he had like a little bit of a shed, like a little belly. You know, like a little Buddha belly. And, uh, but he was probably, you know, he was probably 40, 40s, mid 40s. And he just, go, he was getting after it. Like, have you ever seen, like, you ever watch that show, What's Happening with Rerun? And you never watch, you ever watch Rerun Dance? Like, that's how this guy was, that's how this cat moved, right? And, uh, but that's where the first, our first, like, when we were allowed out back into the wild as car salesmen to go is this place, Crocodiles. <laughs> and we tore it up, man. Like, it was bad. Like, it wasn't good. Like, it was bad. Like, my buddy Pete was just, he was having a, um, well, let's just say, let's just say his, his gross-ass dirty fingers his ex-mechanic fingers got a lot of action that night, okay? By some of the, uh, by some of the uh, administrative assistants, they, they all got their oil checked. Let's just say, let's just say, let's just say, let's just leave it at that, right? And uh, so that you know, that's those are the, those are the pitfalls, the risks, the uh, expectations of a Christmas party. It's the best. Like, I love a good Christmas party, and the more debauched, the better. The more debauchery, the better. I could almost sit back and just watch a good Christmas party. You know, it's almost like that. But you, you know, you get pulled in, you know? So, but that's kind of what, yeah. So, as far as Christmas parties go, that was that was definitely a memorable one. A uh, bunch of car salesmen. If you get them in a room and they, you get them dancing, look the fuck out. So, um, yeah, so we just, uh, that's what's going, you know, that's, that's kind of this time of year, that vibe, that tone. Um, Christmas party fun. Um, just raw, raw energy. Um, it's almost, it's almost, you know, you want to like, you want to see that, that kind of, that doughy, that doughy, uh, kind of, mm, overly kind of made up administrative assistant who wanders the cubicle halls telling people, must be. Must must not you, you must be must have a case of the Mondays. You always got you. Know, you kind of want to see them kind of get get fucked up. You know, you kind of want to see them like let loose, man, with that big stupid dress that they're wearing that that is horrible. Looks like something like their grandmother wore. You know, but but like when they turn when they let loose. You know when they 
when they when they drop that that persona that they'd carry around with them, that office persona. Like that's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Is like you're dropping that office persona. You're putting on that. You either like you're taking off the mask, and then maybe you're putting a new one on, and maybe the new one's you, really you, or it's party you, party, party mode you, or Christmas party mode you. Like that's the best. Like you know, because. Otherwise, I mean, how depressing is it to just, you know, to be contained, to be, sh- to, you know, to show up at like a real uh, proper civilized dinner arrangement where you listen to like the owner bullshit about some fake ass shit that he's trying to, you know, he's throwing against the wall to see what sticks, trying to, you know, push his bullshit through you, you know, and oh, it's, you know. Company's nothing without its employees. I go fuck yourself. Nobody wants to hear that shit. They want to get fucked up. They want to sit on a photocopier before they become obsolete. They want to, they want to make several color copies of their sphincter and then start passing them out. You know, best shit ever. You know, shit. Like, and does that stuff even happen anymore? Is it kind of you know like Scrooged? Remember Scrooged with Bill Murray when he goes back in time, the first ghost, which is which is. Uh, Who's the first? Uh, is it was it a? Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, oh, God, what's his name? He was the the lead singer of the New York Dolls. Uh, something Joh- David Johansson. That's who it was. He's the Ghost of Christmas Past, which is odd, odd, odd casting. But I liked it. It worked out good. But he takes him to his uh, his office building on the the night of the Christmas party, and it's just a free for all. You know, and that uh, the one girl, the blonde girl, I think her name is Tina, is like passing out photocopies of her ass. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's what I'm... Dude, th- does that even happen anymore? Are people allowed to do that anymore? I mean, uh, probably not, huh, in this day and age. Like, all that shit's gone. All that That's a bygone era. I remember a few years back at, talking to my buddy Jeff, my old manager, and... Uh, and confidant when I used to when I used to separate from uh, from uh, my lady back in the day when uh, when I was still selling cars, my buddy Jeff was my manager, but he's also my buddy, my confidant, and uh, you know I'd be high as fuck, you know, just slinging cars and shit. And uh, but he would when I when I when I would get when I would get jettisoned from the from the dump from the domicile from the casa. I would inevitably end up at his house. He had a room for me. He had a designated room for me. It was kind of a kind of a dry out, you know, dry out, clean up, recoup, you know, shelter from the storm. But uh gosh, up until like yeah, a few years ago, that was my it was my room in his his house. It was designated my safe haven. But but I was telling him, I was lamenting to him, you know, I was telling him like it's just not, you know, he get, he was trying to talk me to Coming back to this was two, 2018, like four years ago, and uh, I, I went over to just say hi. I stopped by, and he's like, "Man, you should come back to work here." I'm like, "Nah, man, it's not the same. Not the same. It's just a different. You know, we had our fun or whatever. It's just not. Uh, I don't know. You don't. It's not the same characters. You don't have the same characters. Like my buddy Pete and his sticky fingers and." shit like that, you know, 
it's just a you know it's not it's too dry too too homogenized too one-dimensional too shallow too safe and that's just a yeah just a bygone era it just is what it is but yeah but uh shout out to the office christmas party if they still exist which i don't think they do Oh, but that concludes, that concludes uh, my little reminiscing down amnesia lane and all the, all the crazy bullshit. Wasn't even that long ago, but it just doesn't seem like it happens anymore. Office Christmas parties don't, uh, they don't, mm, the juice isn't worth the squeeze maybe. But there you have it. That's what's up. That's what's up. We got a we got a few weeks ahead of us. I got I got some I got all three of my kids' birthdays coming up here within a few days of each other. I got Christmas and then New Year's. If I can just make it to if I can just make it to December thirty first, eleven fifty five, I'll be all right. But until then I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, baby. Thank you.